0: Hey, welcome to Rivers to Resilience podcast. I'm Martina. I'm an accredited cognitive behaviour therapist. I am an author of Resilience in the Workplace, From Surviving to Thriving, which was published last year in 2019. And I'm also a health and well-being consultant. I'm so glad that you can join me whenever you're listening to this, whether it be in the morning, afternoon, or evening. I'm so glad that you can join me on our podcast, on our journey, which is about inspiring, motivating, transforming and informing you about ways that you can build resilience. It's an opportunity for you to learn from leaders, CEOs who have built their resilience in order to transform their lives and to be a successful individual Also on the podcast, I'll be interviewing different guests, different celebrities and finding out how they've navigated through difficulties, how they've navigated through adversity and how they've used that to their advantage. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy the journey. So initially, this podcast was actually due to be launched later in the year, but with COVID-19, the crisis and 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 the implications and how it's just changed, it's just changed our life. Life as we know doesn't exist, and it's so challenging. It's it's so stressful, and there's so much uncertainty that we're facing globally with this pandemic, and it's really it's really trying. It's really stressful and challenging. Um, I'll talk about myself, for me as an individual, and I know for the people that I work with and organisations, that it is very stressful. I believe that as you listen to this podcast, that you'll pick up some gems and some nuggets that will help you to navigate, to walk through this crisis. And that will also help you to bounce back and to keep going. Because with COVID-19, we don't know what every day We don't know what we're going to face every day. We don't know what's coming our way. There's so much new, there's different legislations that's been introduced, different restrictions, there's a test and trace. There's just so much to keep on top of. And it, it really does have an impact on how we feel emotionally. It's very challenging. The demands that are placed upon us are far greater than usual. And there's a lot of kind of adaptability that needs to take place. So, as you continue with us on this journey, I know and I can guarantee you that you'll pick up some gems and nuggets which will help you to thrive and not only survive as you walk through life, as you maybe build your business, as you go to work, maybe as you're furloughed. So, I want to share just a little bit with you about my journey, and this will help you to, I guess, to understand why I decided to take this huge step and it is huge to launch my podcast Rivers to Resilience. So here we go. It's the 14th of October 2002. It's around 7pm and the phone rings and my heart sinks. It feels as if a weight has crushed my heart and soul. I knew. I just knew that it was the hospital and the worst day of my life was unraveling before me. That was me, times 100. I screamed, I yelled, my heart wrenched. I felt like my organs were going to explode because of the depth of that emotional pain. She'd gone. It was over. The queen that had brought me into this world was gone, suddenly. How would I? And my siblings make it through. Would I make it through university and graduate? I didn't know at the time. All I knew was that life would never be the same without Direct or Doll, as she was known by many. It was so devastating. And my sister at the time really struggled to come to terms with the loss of our mum. And she attempted. To take her life. She attempted suicide and it was such, it was such a devastating time in my life. I had my future before me but the queen, the woman that brought me into this world had gone and I didn't know whether I was going to make it. I was in my final year of university, I didn't know whether I would see it through to the end. But fortunately, I did graduate with my degree in psychology from Manchester University. And what kept me going was my mum. My mum was a driven, passionate woman. Education was so important to her. And that was her dream. Her dream was to see her four children succeed in life. Her dream was to see us go to university and be successful. She was a single parent and she had a couple of jobs, at least three jobs. She managed to send all of us to private school in order to better position us in life for success. She wanted us to have the best life possible. And part of this plan involved moving us from the inner city of Manchester to to Cheshire at a young age. Because she was always thinking ahead. Although at the time I didn't really appreciate it. During those times, there wasn't a lot of, um, of diversity in the area that I lived in. There weren't a lot of a, a lot of um, people of colour. I can see that being in that environment helped me to kind of develop emotional resilience and mental toughness because I do remember around maybe the age of 10 or 11 experiencing, I guess, name-calling racism. But during those times, it seemed to be more acceptable. It wasn't really challenged as much. But as I look back, I notice and realise that There's been a lot of kind of experiences that I've been through, a lot of trauma and a lot of adversity. And these experiences have allowed me to build my emotional resilience muscles. And that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about sharing my knowledge, my experience, which has transformed me. And I believe that as you build your resilience muscles, as you pick up some nuggets from the podcast and from hearing from our guests, that will help you to be better positioned to deal with adversity and to deal with the current pandemic, the crisis, the trauma, the change and the continual need to adapt. Fast forward to 2020. I can't deny how my life experiences, my appraisals of them, and my decision to persevere with passion, how they've equipped me with a mindset to succeed, a mindset to bounce forward, not to bounce back, but to bounce forward. And to learn from those difficulties, adversities, the trauma, that I've encountered and also to weather the storms of life and business. Do you need to weather the storms of life? Are you struggling to navigate through the different challenges that are fate that you're facing? Curveballs? Are you struggling in your business? Are you struggling with cash flow? Do you need to bounce back? Well, you're in the right place. This is where you will be equipped and inspired and motivated to continue to pursue your goals, to press forward. This is where you will be equipped to continue to bounce back, to thrive and to rise against the odds. So that's a bit about me and my background. And I hope that that will help you to understand why I'm passionate and why I'm intrigued by resilience, by emotional resilience. I always knew as a child that, and as a teenager and as a young person, I always knew that there was something in me that just wouldn't give up. I always knew that that, there was, that I always questioned and wondered why did I continue to be focused? Why did I bounce back? Because I would look around me and see others who have maybe gone through challenges, but struggled to recover. And that is something that was so intriguing to me. And as I shared earlier, I'm a a cognitive behaviour therapist. So I work with a lot of people that are feeling stressed, worried, anxious, maybe have gone through trauma. And I've always been intrigued by how, how they recover. And what is it about those people, those individuals? that truly thrive in the midst of the storm and in the midst of adversity. I wonder whether that's something that you've maybe thought about and that's maybe why you've why you're here? If not, that's fine. I'm sure you can pick up some some knowledge which you'll be able to share with those around you, maybe with your family, your friends, your work colleagues, your employees, because we all need resilience. It's so important. And emotional resilience, research shows that emotional resilience, it's been correlated with success in life. Those who have got emotional resilience, those who are passionate, more successful in life, it's not just your IQ that determines success. And also Emotional resilience is a protective factor against stress, anxiety, and low mood. And I know for myself that you know I want to be I want to be able to successfully cope with the demands of life and especially coping with the demands of COVID-19, which are, are changing every day. It's about preparing for these in advance, and there are ways that you can do that. So what is this resilience? What is this emotional resilience? That I've been talking about there's so many different definitions of it so what I want to do is just kind of share a few with you and just follow me on this journey because it is a journey and as you continue to listen to the different podcasts you'll gain more insights and more knowledge and realize that there's so many different aspects to emotional resilience there's so many rivers that flow that flow out of resilience and there's so many different ways that you can build your resilience. There's lots of different streams that enable you to build resilience, to build grit and to build that mental toughness. So emotional resilience, what is it all about? What is all the hype? Is it important? Should I be learning about it? Should I even care about it? Well, I'll leave you to make that decision. So here we go. Emotional resilience. To me, emotional resilience is, it's about being able to skillfully and to successfully navigate through the challenges of life and crisis. That is my definition. There's lots of other definitions that I'll share with you. But I, for me, I believe that that succinctly describes what emotional resilience is all about. So resilience is also, it's the ability to bounce back when you've, when some, when you've gone through crap, when you've gone through tough stuff, when everything is against you. It's also about being able to adapt and to recover during so or after a difficult time so in terms of COVID-19 it's about being able to adapt and recover during the storm so during COVID-19 not allowing it to knock you out and to keep you down and also it's about how you cope afterwards as well and also it's about growing as a person so at the end of a crisis afterwards it's about growing emotionally being more resilient being more robust and maybe learning something as well emotional resilience is also it's the capacity and ability to recover quickly from stressful situations and crisis another definition of emotional resilience which i like is that it's the ability to adapt to difficult circumstances that you can't change if we think of this covid-19 we can't change it. We are not in control of it, unfortunately. There's a lot of uncertainty. We're relying on the scientists to develop a vaccine. We're relying on the government. We're relying on many people. And that can be quite frustrating, especially if you may be a control freak or you're someone that likes to plan because there is a lot of uncertainty. But what I would encourage you to do is to try and focus on those things that you can control in the midst of the crisis or the storm. So emotional resilience, it's about continuing to thrive in the difficulty, continuing to grow within the midst of the storm and learning from those difficult situations. It's about rolling with the punches Imagine two boxers in a ring, knocking each other out, but getting back up, getting back up. You've been punched. Life may have thrown a lot at you. And listen, I know, I know what that's all about. I've had a lot thrown at me in life. Losses early on in life, broken relationships, disappointments. The list is endless. And I'll share more about that as we go on this journey together but it's about rolling with the punches not allowing those punches to keep you down coping with the storms of life also resilience emotional resilience is doing well against the odds recovering quickly and it's about the continual development of personal competence continually developing your aptitudes maybe learning a new skill reflecting journaling and understanding yourself giving gaining more insight which helps you to grow as an individual personal development in the storm whilst navigating and negotiating with the available resources in the face of adversity so it's being able to use the resources the skills the tools even tapping into the the skills of others or other's knowledge, other individuals' knowledge, tapping into that during the adversity. It's also the successful adaptation to life tasks in the face of social disadvantage or highly adverse conditions. There's quite a lot of definitions there in terms of emotional resilience. And I'm hoping that that's giving you more insight, especially for those of you who maybe have just clicked on and thought, oh, let's have a, let's have a listen to this. Let's see what River Re- to Re- Resilience is all about. I'm hoping that that's set the scene for you. Also, when I think about resilience or emotional resilience... I always have, there's an image, and I love metaphors, an image of an elastic band. So if you think about an elastic band, it's quite flexible and it's adaptable, depending on how it's used. But when the elastic band is stretched beyond its capacity, it can snap. And that's why when we think about resilience, it's about being skillful and knowing how to navigate through the challenges and the crises that you face. So if you think about yourself, what I'd ask you to consider is how is your elastic band? If you consider that your elastic band, how robust is it? How strong is it? Just something for you to think about. Another way of viewing emotional resilience is likening it to a tree, a willow tree that bends in a storm, but it doesn't break. Is that you? Are you that type of person that has experienced a lot of challenges, a lot of adversity, maybe multiple losses, maybe a divorce, maybe a miscarriage? maybe you've not you're not where you want to be in life. But you're still here and you're still standing. If that's you, I applaud you. If that's you, I encourage you to celebrate yourself because you're still here and because you're still here, you've still got purpose because you're still alive, Things can change because you're still alive. There is hope, so celebrate yourself. Celebrate your successes. You made it through, and I think it's important and very apt for us to consider that because, especially with the coronavirus pandemic in England, is the, oh, it's awful. The the, the figures. It's nearly. I it just over 37,000 deaths, which is horrifying. Who would have thought 2020 would have dealt us this? And for those of you that might be listening who have lost a loved one, I send my condolences to you. My heart really goes out to you because I know how it feels to lose a loved one. So I really empathise with you. And I encourage you just to take one day at a time. There's no wrong or right way to grieve. Just allow yourself to experience those feelings and emotions. And I would just encourage yourself, encourage you to be kind to yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to how others are grieving. It's such a personal experience, loss. And when I think about how me and my siblings dealt with the loss of my mum and also my extended family, it was very different. And for me personally, when my mum passed away and with me being in the final year of university, I think I was just on, the adrenaline was pumping out on autopilot, so I acknowledged, I knew that my mum had had gone, of course I did. But for me, there was an element of denial and I was in shock. And because I was at university studying, I knew that I needed to continue to, I guess, continue to function, really, for those around me. And, and, and for my mum, I was determined, I was so determined that I was going to complete my degree, which, which I did. When I think about it now, it's, I don't even know, I, I really don't know logically how I even got through that. But I did. And I think for me, it highlights the importance of community in developing emotional resilience as well. That was very important for me. Having my family there with me was so important. That really helped to helped me t- to go through that grieving process because I didn't feel isolated. And having those social connections and support, it was so important. And that helped me to be more confident in working through the the grief and loss. And also my faith as well was really important during that difficult time as well. So emotional resilience, rivers to resilience. I guess I'll share with you a little bit about where the title of the podcast came from. So, Rivers to Resilience is the signature course, signature online course that I deliver through my organization, Rafa Therapy Services. And when I was thinking about a podcast, I was thinking of the name, and I thought, why not? Why not call it Rivers to Resilience? It's a no-brainer because that is what this podcast is about. It's about providing you with knowledge, with insights, with a bit of motivation to bounce back when faced with adversity and to help you to weather the storms of life. And during the podcast, I'll be kind of interweaving these seven rivers to resilience which are proven to lead to long-term change and they also lead to neuroplasticity so changes long-term changes in the brain which will ensure that you're able to maintain these these qualities that are associated with emotional resilience so what I want to do is also just kind of share with you a little bit about The reason why emotional resilience is important just in terms of the impact that it can have on people emotionally if you may be struggling with 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 resilience and with bouncing back with grit or mental toughness so as i shared earlier with emotional resilience if someone's more resilient it will protect them against stress anxiety and low mood and the reason why this is it's such an important soft skill to have or trait and you can develop this skill is because we know that one in four people, one in four adults will experience a common mental health problem or difficulty, such as anxiety or low mood. One in 10 children, unfortunately, are experiencing a mental health difficulty. And we know that 50% of employees are experiencing poor mental health. And then also the economy loses up to 99 billion pounds due to poor mental health so there is a business case for addressing emotional resilience or for ensuring that your employees are resilient otherwise it will have an impact on the performance and productivity within your organization also if someone's struggling with their mood it will affect their performance and their ability to do certain tasks because it affects your cognitive abilities if someone's struggling with their mood, it affects their concentration, the memory, the decision making. And that's why learning how to build resilience can protect you against that. So when you are facing challenges and difficulties, you're able to think about, OK, well, what tools or skills can I use in this storm to overcome the challenge that I'm facing and how can I continue to how can I continue to ride the storms of life weather the storms of life I'll be sharing with you the different rivers or the different streams to resilience and when you think about a river it begins as a small stream but then it gets bigger the further it flows and that's how it is with resilience you might start by building your resilience and you may not feel that you're that strong it's just like when you go to the gym and you start working out maybe using weights and you maybe start with five kilo ten kilos and then you build up you become more strong more resistant and it's the same with with emotional resilience so what i'm going to end with is just sharing with you just a few just a few ways that you can build your emotional resilience and this all links with the rivers to resilience so one way that you can build your emotional resilience is by being competent in managing or regulating your emotions one way that you can do this research shows that actually disclosing your emotions talking about them is really important and i guess when you think about that sometimes you might think oh it's no big deal to talk about my emotions but for some people it is and i know that when i work with individuals you know in therapy that when people do talk about their emotions, sometimes it's difficult for people to actually identify how they're feeling. So I help them and facilitate people in understanding their emotions because if you don't understand yourself, how can you understand others and how can you manage those experiences if you don't understand them? That's kind of the first stage of developing effective skills in emotional regulation so emotional disclosure so what i'm going to do now is just to ask you just to think about something a situation that you might be avoiding talking about and i want you to consider why why are you consider why are you avoiding talking about it what are the barriers what's stopping you what's the worst thing that can happen if you admit that you're feeling sad if you admit that you're stressed or if you admit that you're you're experiencing shame or guilt and then I want you to look beyond that and to consider what could be the benefits of facing your emotions rather than suppressing them what could be the benefits of doing that And these questions are just getting you to think and to reflect on why you take certain decisions. And sometimes we, we, we take decisions that are actually, they might be advantageous to us in the short term, but not necessarily in the long term. So I want you just to have a think about that and to consider it. And that's just kind of starting. That's just a little bit of a taster. of how you can increase your emotional regulation it's about increasing your emotional literacy and being more self aware you've got to be more self aware you've got to understand your emotions before you can deal with them another way of doing that is actually labeling your emotions so what i want you to do now is just think about how are you feeling at the moment as you're listening to this What is that emotion that you're experiencing? Name that emotion. Is it sadness? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling excited? Maybe angry? Name the emotion. And then what I I want you to do is just to consider how do you know that you're experiencing that emotion? Are there any changes that you've noticed in your body? So if someone's feeling happy, you might have butterflies in your stomach. You might be feeling a little hot. Your temperature may have increased. These are some ways that you can come to understand yourself even greater by asking yourself some of these questions. Also, just having to think about what's going through your mind. when you're feeling happy what are the type of thoughts that you might have and what would you be doing what's the behavior that's kind of linked and associated with that are you jumping up and down are you smiling that's just a little bit a little bit of insight into ways that you can become more self-aware emotionally self-aware but as in the future podcasts we'll look at this in more detail each month we'll be releasing two podcasts one will be myself solo i'll be sharing sharing nuggets with you sharing knowledge sharing insights and motivation around emotional intelligence ways that you can build emotional intelligence and then the other podcasts will i'll have a guest and i'll be interviewing them about their life experiences interviewing celebrities interviewing senior leaders finding out about the importance of emotional resilience and how that's been how that's been prioritized within their organization and how they've experienced the benefits of that in terms of performance and and, and productivity and also looking at other pertinent Issues that relate to emotional resilience. Some other ways that you can build your emotional resilience, or one of the other rivers to resilience that I'm going to share with you today before we end the first podcast. It's been so exciting to be with you all, and thanks for staying with me on this journey. So, the, one of the other rivers to resilience that I want to share with you. Is social connections and support. It's so important, and especially during the during COVID nineteen, during coronavirus, or just this week, I was on an online event, and oh, not this week, sorry, last week, I was at an on- online event, which was great. And someone was referring to the coronavirus as the Corona coaster, and that really resonated with me because it does feel as if you are on this roller coaster and you don't know what to expect each day. But the great thing is that we're all on this corona coaster together. And that is the importance of community, social connections and support. Because that helps with reducing the stress that you might be experiencing. Because imagine being alone and feeling isolated and not having that support. Research shows that when people have a strong community, maybe a faith community, or you know, a community based on mutual and shared interests, that that perceived social support is linked with certain brain structures. One of them is called the um, amygdala, and that's linked with emotion but research shows that having those social connections and support leads to the amygdala being i mean it can be activated but it's not activated as much as would be the case if you had limited social support and felt isolated so that helps to reduce anxiety and stress And close relationships are so important because it provides a space to express gratitude. And for me, during this coronavirus, I've started journaling and using a gratitude journal and I found it so it's been immense. It's been so useful. But you can record your, you know, your kind of the things that you're grateful for within your gratitude journal because that helps to improve your well-being, empathy, but also you can express gratitude to other people and just thinking about during this time, thinking about how people may have helped you, all of that can help to improve how you're feeling. And also having strong social connections and support, it lowers the risk of developing mental health difficulties and it can also contribute towards that sense of belonging which we all need and we all desire we're social beings and social connections and community can also contribute to enhancing self-esteem it can help with, with with identity as well you know if you're part of a community part of a group it helps helps informing and shaping your identity and allowing you to understand where you kind of fit, where you're placed in society. And those positive social relationships can also lead to a positive mood. So don't underestimate the power of your social connections and support. And I know it's so difficult going through this corona-coast, the coronavirus. It's, It's horrendous. It's so traumatic. But it's still important to stay connected, although there are lots of restrictions. We've got to be creative, think outside of the box and stay in contact with friends and family and colleagues, whether it be through a video chat, you know, a text message, a phone call, you know, maybe meeting, maybe meeting in public. But, you know, social distancing as well, meeting in the parks. I know the legislation has changed. So you just got to think outside of the box and be quite creative because that will help with improving your emotional resilience. In summary, we are here, Rivers to Resilience is here to equip you with knowledge, insight, to inspire, to motivate, to transform and to inform you about all things related to emotional resilience, which is guaranteed to enable you and to equip you to succeed in life. It will catapult you into your future And it will also serve you well when facing stress, when going through crisis, because it is a protective factor from stress, anxiety and low mood. Thanks for listening. Thanks for for starting this journey with us. And we look forward to sharing our future podcasts with you.